Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Welcome. It's a Sunday morning. The Jags are back at the bank. The kickoff show is right around the corner. you got the Cowboys coming to town. Well, we've got you for the next 30 minutes, Joe C., Dr. George Bari, as we are breaking bones right here on the Superstation. Welcome in. Hope everybody's got oh, maybe a cup of coffee brew, maybe a Bloody Mary being mixed right now as you're heading down to set up your tailgate. Uh, but we've got you when it comes to sports injuries. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to 3. Weekdays right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. And say hello, Gio. What's up, man? What's it- up? Hopefully it's a victory Sunday. Got that right. You got that right. Dr. George Bari, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, and he of Bari Orthopedics. Locations all over the First Coast, and they can help you when it comes to shoulder pain, elbow, wrist. I mean, I touch all these parts of my body as I'm describing it. Nobody can see that, but I'm describing hips, knees, ankles. Uh, And if you have any joint pain, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. And shoot us a question. Now, we've got a handful that we need to get to from last week uh, in Doc's visit from XL Primetime on Wednesday. But if you throw them our way, we'll try and get them on today as well. It's 641-1010, and you can shoot an injury question to us. Now, Doc, before we get into the sports injuries, man, uh, we're looking at a cold temp day. People are going to be bundled up. They might have a cup of joe and maybe, oh, I don't know, a little dickle in there. Okay, well, George Dickel, that's cheap whiskey. That? That's cheap whiskey, Doc. I've and never if, heard of that. You've never heard of it? No. My dad used to drink Dickel back in the day. <laughs> Is that a brand? Well, yeah, it's it's honestly, it's the cheapest, probably the cheapest. That's like the bottom. Like, so when you look you look well, all the way down and you get to look exactly. at the bottom. This was your, a plastic bottle. Maybe. Not maybe. Even I, don't, I think they made it out of glass, but it was like you had Jack Daniels up here, uh-huh. which at that time was top of the line. And then, like you're describing, you look down to the bottom and you pull the George Dickel out. But we would go to the hunting camp. And the old men would have their coffee, and they'd drop a little dickle in there. And we'd play cards and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, we were always teenagers trying to sneak some of that <laughs> George Dickle away from them. It's but. like um, the movie Elf. I just saw Elf recently. You know, it's oh, on yeah. TV again. Yeah. And he gets stuck in the workroom. Yeah. And the guy's pouring the alcohol in the coffee, and yeah. he thinks it's syrup. So yeah. he pours all the alcohol in his coffee. <laughs> they get hammered. They get hammered. That was a great scene from Will Ferrell, by the way. <laughs> he was awesome. I, I heard they might make a re- a a remake. Oh, really? Or like a uh, part two? Like, yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought it was a great movie. Oh, uh, listen. If I'm naming Will Ferrell movie, Will Ferrell movies, I probably go through a list of some bad ones. But hey, they, uh, R- Ricky Bobby and Elf. Yeah. And what else would I put up there? Old school. I'd put up there. Yeah. But look, it's a it's a charming and his kids cameo flick. In the hangover. Yeah, was it I do. Hangover? A, no, he no, was not in Hangover. He the was old school. They, the Wedding Crashers. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I mean, I love Will Ferrell. He's just such a trip. But honestly, for adults to like a Christmas movie that kids yeah. watch, Elf yeah. kind of rules. Right. Oh, uh, that's for sure. All right. Now, you know what else ruled? Beating the Tennessee Titans oh, yeah. last week. The, uh, so the first. Young Barry, how first, fired up was he? Very fired up. But I will tell you, after the first quarter, I was literally about to text you. Mm hmm. Because it was a bad quarter, right? He almost <laughs> had, had like, like we're done. He had ninety eight yards rushing already. Yeah. I said, Joe, this is going to be another game where they don't punt. Yeah, yeah. It was a, I mean, we had an interception. Like. We had an interception, but 
it was still it wasn't looking good. Yeah, and then we turned it around. It's, it was unbelievable, and we'll find out what happens later today. Uh, Trevor did not practice earlier in the week. He's dealing with the toe. But I tell you what, you and I were talking about this. He came through that game, sixty minutes of ball. Yeah, looked like the toe didn't bother him it, at all. No, not at all. I want to ask you a question. Maybe this is just me as a surgeon. Mm-hmm. I always feel like every uh, every surgery needs to be better than the last. Right. But we had four turnovers. Like we took the ball, four takeaways. And I still feel like at the end of the game, Tennessee had a small chance. Like they, they were nearby, two at and a half they, minutes left. Yeah, at least they if drove they and scored. If they would have scored, yeah. it would have been a game, right? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I still feel like if we got four takeaways, it should have been more than – You the, probably – And maybe that's just me. Yeah, you know, you probably feel like you need to turn turnovers into points every single time. Right. And if you don't, you're kind of losing right. ground to the other guy. And by the way – it's the Titans, so you're probably thinking, if we're going to beat them, I just want to beat that A. I just want to beat the mayonnaise yeah. out of them. And and they did in the end. I've I've not seen Derrick Henry get hit like that. Right. Okay, he might be on our, our breaking bones this morning, the way he got hit. Shaq Quarterman took him apart uh, and, and surgically removed the football from him, which was— With surgical precision. Yes, yes. It was awesome. All right, we got the Cowboys coming up later. Matter of fact, let's just at least start with a couple of Cowboy questions, okay? Well, mainly because one of their guys, Terrence Steele, the right tackle, went down, and then they're getting uh, Mr. Smith back at their left tackle. Tyron Smith's coming back after a pretty significant injury uh, leading up to the beginning of, of you know the kickoff of this 2022 season. But last week, their right tackle goes down left knee, ACL, and MCL. So I don't know if you can what, – what are you thinking when both of those ligaments are torn? Well, it's He's common. a big man, first right. off. Right. So it's, uh, it's common to have an MCL-ACL injury. Whenever, okay. Because remember, when we talk about ACL injuries, it's that valgus stress. It's that knock need. And that knock need force is that MCL. The MCL is in the inside. So when you go knock need, the MCL stretches. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's when, that's why when you tear ACL, you almost always have some sort of MCL injury. So very common, not uncommon at all. Okay, all right. Then a uh, meniscus tear also very common. With they call it the triad: ACL, MCL, meniscus. Okay, all right, so it's, it's super common. Now, it's rare. To have to fix an MCL when you tear an ACL because usually you don't have a full torn MCL. MCLs are scarring pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, what you can do is you can fix the ACL then intraoperatively in surgery. Then you test out the MCL. If there's still laxity, you can fix it. You know, I've been in practice now for four and a half years. I right. did a fellowship with Andrews in those five, so total of five and a half years now since residency. We fixed one MCL. Really? Right. Because so, listen, I'm a I'm a MCL recoverer. Okay. From Did you back, have surgery back in high school? No, same thing. No. It was just it was just you had to go through rehab and it basically fixed. A itself. lot of times they scar stuff. Now that doesn't say you don't need surgery sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not like an ACL where you tear and need surgery. MCL you could tear and, and watch right. it and let it scar and do some rehab. So not a big not a big deal in the sense that it's nothing new, right? Mm-hmm. It, it comes with the territory of the ACL. So right tackle dropping back, it's his left knee. So that means that guy's just crashing on him, and and basically you're talking about a three hundred. 10, 15, 20-pound man. Yeah, so, um, you know, these, these O-linemen, a lot of times they they get rolled up on mm-hmm. all the time, and they they very commonly tear their MCL. This is why if you see O-linemen, they have those, all of them wear these big metal braces. Right. Because they commonly tear their MCL, and so they wear these braces to try to prevent an MCL tear. Exactly. An MCL, 
unlike an ACL. Where in ACL, there, there's no evidence that shows all these ACL braces we give patients after surgery and all this stuff is going to prevent a tear. Mm -hmm. No evidence at all. There's only a couple studies that showed that it will prevent you from tearing your ACL when you ski. Right. But any other sport, it doesn't actually prevent it. We still give out ACL braces, I think, because it makes us feel better. Yeah. But it really doesn't have any value it's wild. in reality. Yeah, because you think to yourself, anything that stabilizes the area has got to be better. Yeah. But And look, I'm a radio doctor, so I certainly believe that to be true. But but then you find out that maybe, maybe it's not. Now, one tackle goes down. They had Jason Peters, a veteran tackle in the National Football League, playing interior line. Now he goes out to the right side. You got Tyron Smith coming back on the left side. Now let's just hit him real quick because – this is an area that the Jaguars' front line defensively needs to attack, all right? This team has not been very good at getting to the quarterback, and they finally got to the quarterback this past week, and it was because the Tennessee Titans had injured linemen that they had to replace. But Tyron Smith is coming back from an avulsion fracture of the knee, a hamstring tendon uh, that was you know, sitting at the back of the knee was ripped off the bone, Doc, and we're going back you know, to, to start this year, that is a horrible sounding injury. Yeah. So I don't even like saying avulsion. An avulsion fracture is when the tendon, not the tendon doesn't rip off. Mm -hmm. It's the bone that the tendon is attached to rips off. So okay. It, it's, it avulses. Okay. And it's very common in children because children have open growth plates. So what happens is oh, okay. the, the, the bone is weak because it's not fully fused. And they do something, and that piece of bone rips off because the growth plate's not fused yet. Mm -hmm. It can happen in adults. There's a couple areas where it happens. It can happen in um, in the ankle. It can happen in the knee. Uh, there's a couple spots. But usually it's not super common, right? It's more you usually fracture or rip your tendon off. Now, when I hear hamstring avulsion fracture in the knee in adult, what we usually think about is the biceps femoris. Okay, mm -hmm. you have a biceps in your leg just like your arm. Right. It attaches to the fibular head, all right? That's the knot on the outside of your knee. We discussed it with uh -huh. about um, whose injury last week? Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The possibility that we thought that's what sure. it was. It wasn't, but we discussed it last week. And so what happens is your hamstring fires. It rips off the proximal portion of your fibular head. That's of your fibula. That's where it attaches. And now you have an avulsion fracture. A lot of times you don't need surgery. If it's, I like to say if it's in the same zip code, if it's near each other, you leave it alone, it will heal and scar in. If it's avulsed and it displaces and it's far from each other, then you need to put a screw or something to put it back together. I don't believe he had surgery. I, I think he... He went through, all right, this happened, you know, leading into the season, just before the start of the season is when he had this avulsion fracture. Uh, and basically that he was, they were looking at non-surgical rehab for a December return, right. which he's on schedule for right. that. And just to tell you real quick, he came back, we're talking about an eight-time Pro Bowler, okay? We're talking about a superstar left tackle uh, protecting He's Dak. He's like the George Barry of tackles. That's actually, you know what? That's a damn good way to describe it. Uh, but he was working with resistance cords uh, and the director of rehab, Britt Brown, going back to early November. So yeah. he was able to get out and start yeah. doing some of those. So no surgery, it sounds like, and they just let it heal. Mm -hmm. And now it's the question is to go back and, and – is he game time ready, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we're looking at now. But that's what I think about when I hear avulsion fracture of the hamstring or avulsion fracture in the knee. That right. is usually the more common thing that we see. Yeah, and, and by the way, the way you explain it, I'm just going to go straight to the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures because uh, I appreciate how you explain stuff 
and you just explained what avulge is versus, you know, what my definition in my brain was <laughs> before you actually explained it. So one of our listeners, our texters, kindly has said, Dr. Barr is the man. Listening to him <laughs> explain this stuff, even me, an ER doctor, is great. And that's from Travis. Isn't that awesome? Great. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad people. You know, I'm. I'm just glad that I'm able to articulate it in a way where everyone can can. Uh, right, because that's honestly it. what it is. And is we're trying to explain stuff. Whenever I'm diagnosing people, I try and simplify it as right. much as I possibly can. All right. If you have a question, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure six four one ten ten. Now, let me just at least throw this one out at you, Doc, and then we'll move to a couple of other injuries, including Kyler Murray. Uh, question for the doctor. I have extreme pain and weakness in the entire length of the arm when fully extended or when fully bent. Hmm. I'm not sure what that means, Doc. There's not a whole lot more. Loss of weakness, you said? Um, Yeah, pain and weakness. Um, Okay, so it could be a couple things. Whenever you think the entirety of the arm, number one, you worry about the neck. Mm -hmm. There might be something ridiculous in the neck, right? So this is how we think about it when you come to the office. I was going to go with it that way. You think about the neck, maybe get a neck x-ray and make sure there's not some obvious arthritic changes that could be compressing a nerve, right? You can't see nerves on x-ray, but you can see bones. Okay. A lot of people say, I got an MRI, why do I need an x-ray? Well, it's a different view of looking at the same thing. So just because you come to the office with an MRI doesn't mean we're not going to get an x-ray. So people confuse it. They wonder. They think it's a waste of money. They think MRI is souped up x-ray. Right. But it's not. It's You can see different things. Also, let's say you come in and you say, well, I just need an MRI. Why am I getting an x-ray? Number one, like I said, they show different things. Number two, the majority of all insurance companies won't even approve an MRI until you get an X-ray. Okay. And I learned that the hard way. Some people just go get an MRI and they get denied. They have to come back and see them just get an X-ray. So this is why when you go to an orthopedic sur- a surgeon's office, everyone's getting an X-ray. Number one, it's a different view than MRI. You see different, not view, but different angle of looking at things, I guess. You sure. Can it. And two, majority of insurances won't even approve your MRI until you get an X-ray. Right. So that knocks out two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. So get his neck checked out. I would examine if it may, it could be his shoulder causing weakness. I'm not sure. It's kind of a vague question. But uh, whenever you hear arm weakness, you think of something coming from the shoulder or right. something coming from the neck. A pinched nerve, something or, like or that. Or something from the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And, and it easily, not easily, but it could be something A lot like of that. things is sometimes you'll tell patients, when you move your neck around, right, just turning it left and right, up and down, do all of a sudden you feel a, a shooting pain down your arm or all of a sudden with severe weakness in your arm? Because that's an easy sign to say, well, Sounds like it's your neck, right. right? It sounds like it's a nerve in your neck. Yeah, and what's now? This is totally off the um, subject, but you know, you, you know me. I'm I'm a little uh, less hearing capable than I used to be. Okay, uh, I don't hear as well. Yeah, and there are times when you can turn a certain way and you can hear better versus turning the other way, which has always kind of tripped me. Well, that's just your ear. Out. Yeah, because you're. Yeah, I mean, isn't that weird though? Because sometimes well, if one ear is bad and you turn yeah. the other ear. Well, it's not even that. It's just source. like it's just either a dull sound or a more pronounced sound, which yeah. is kind of kind of weird. And I'm not, is I'm that? Not, are you saying this just to try to give an excuse on why you don't hear your wife? Yeah, I always look at her I'm like, what? Huh? Can't hear you, babe. I just can't hear you. And I did find out that I am losing the high pitches, and so everyone's that's, well, that's what happens, right? Yeah. It's the first thing you do. So here's an interesting fact: when you speak to somebody who's older, mm-hmm. who's loss of hearing, we tend to yell like. Can you hear me? Right? That's, and as doctors, we do the same thing. You go to the hospital as a patient who's older, and we start just, we think that louder and screaming is going to. Sure. Actually, going into a more deeper voice exactly. is actually better because you lose higher pitch as you get older. So if you bring your baritone voice in, 
they actually hear better. I love so it. When you have an older patient that is hard of hearing, lower the tone of your voice a little bit. They can hear you better. That's wild because, honestly, I, I'm like, why is it that uh, I'm tuning out my right. wife <laughs> more than I'm yeah, tuning out? every audiologist is probably looking at me like he explained it horribly. But yeah. No, no, you did. You did You did well, Doc. All right, let's get to Kyler Murray uh, because here's a guy that is – and, look, I, I feel like sometimes we're repeating ourselves. I know it's a very common injury. It's one of the biggest injuries that we have uh, in sports. But the ACL will not go away. And, and the ACL – in a non-contact way, will not go away. And then let's add one more layer to it. The ACL on field turf seemingly will not go away. Yeah. Well, the ACL in general is not going away. Right? It was People were tearing it before astral turf and mm-hmm. fake turf and all that stuff came by. So it's not like some new phenomenon. The question is, is this new turf making it worse? Right. And the studies show that it is, um, but it's not going to go away. So there's a new thing now where we can repair ACLs. Mm-hmm. It's called the bare implant. Which is not approved yet here in this anywhere any hospital here, but we're me and a couple of the doctors are trying to get it approved. It's very expensive, but you can repair your own ACL by putting it in, and it grows. It's just came out. If they approve, wow. they have six year data on it. Um, they don't recommend it yet on athletes. They recommend it more on like the forty year old who tears their ACL and, and wants it repaired. Still the same length of time for um, reconstruction, uh, or so for rehab. But it's interesting uh, new things that are coming out. Let's hopefully it pans out to be you know what we think it is, uh, but because there's been a lot of things in the past that were the next best thing for ACLs and never panned out. But yeah. this one has good stuff behind it. Yeah, I love hearing it because you're talking about a very common injury that seemingly as soon as you hear it, that person's gone for whatever season they're in, and it's going to take basically uh, nine months at a minimum to feel like you're back anywhere near where you need to be. Jamison Williams is a good example, Doc. Jamison Williams, a star wide receiver for Alabama this past year, he tears his ACL in the college football championship game, which was in January. We did not see him on the football field until this past Sunday. So think about that. He went from January to December, finally made a play. Now, yeah. he was he was back out where he was close to being cleared and, and, and all that stuff to play again, but finally didn't make a Jamison Williams type of play until December. Yeah, so let I me mean, just kind of tells you – how, how this injury goes. So what are we looking at with Kyler Murray from December to... I mean, you, we say nine months. And he is he is a cat quick. He likes to, you know, he is yeah. a jitterbug, man. We say nine months and people think that means nine months I'm out. No, that means that's the minimum, mm-hmm. right? That's that's at least nine months. So it could be 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, never. Right? right. There's a chance you never come back. Not everybody who has an ACL tear comes back. There's been 40 ACL tears in the NFL this year so far. <sighs> Can you name them all? No, you can name a couple. You want to know why? Because the other ones are people that you've never heard of. Right. Right? And I bet you half of these aren't coming back. Yeah. Play. These are guys on the fringe. These are guys who were uh, maybe only suited up some games, not all games, and unfortunately they had an injury, and they're not going to make it back in the, in the NFL. So we have a skewed view of ACL injuries because we see the head guys that or the main guys mm-hmm. who are the best of the best because NFL guys are the best, but then you have the best of the best. They get injured and they come back. We don't see the guys who are on – the fringes, which are their ACL, never come back. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who get ACL tears and don't come back. And so people have this thing, oh, I did my ACL. How come I'm not as good as I used to be? Because yeah. that's how this injury goes, unfortunately. Yeah, didn't have the speed and everything that you were hoping for when you came back. And, and it, it can not be Not everyone is Adrian Peterson or, or anyone else that tears their yeah. ACL. Yeah, my gosh, he's an exception to the rule for sure. All right, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Dr. Bari, I have severe, severe pain in my hip, especially in the morning. When I get up, it snap 
crackle, and popping. I seem to have lost strength in lifting that leg, also lost range of motion, and cannot properly raise that foot to my shoe, to tie my shoe. Uh, my PCP has referred me to a pain management specialist, but I feel as though I need to go see an uh, orthopedic doctor. What course would you recommend? This was from XL Primetime earlier this week. Yeah, so um, here's what I recommend. Whenever you hear snap, crackle, pop, especially if you're an older patient and limited mm -hmm. range of motion and pain in a joint, mm -hmm. we think arthritis. Right. I would go to an mm -hmm. orthopedic, you know, you get a hip x-ray. Okay, right. It doesn't have to be at the orthopedic surgeon, but get a hip x-ray. If it's arthritic, this is my personal opinion, I wouldn't go straight to a pain management doctor. You can, but I don't recommend, and, and most, you know, most doctors nowadays are all good at this, but I don't right. recommend starting on any pain medicine. The worst thing you can do is start pain medicine. This is important, people. Listen to this. All, every study in the world has shown if you start pain medicine and then do a surgery, it's going to be very, very hard to control your pain after surgery. It's just the way it goes. And you're going to be miserable, and you're going to say, how come it hurts so much? And that's because you were on pain medicine before. Now, the other reason is we all know the epidemic of pain medicine, mm -hmm. of what's going on and getting addicted, et cetera. I would get an x-ray. If you're arthritic and you don't want a surgery, the pain management doctor can do a cortisone shot for you. That's fine. That's the, that's the most I would go. I wouldn't go any pain medicine. If it's arthritic and you're miserable, I mean, you could still do a cortisone and a physical therapy, but if you've done those two and you're like, dude, it's killing me, mm -hmm. then then you have to discuss with an orthopedic surgeon if an or, if a hip replacement is right for you at that time. Right. But no, no matter what you do, do not start pain medicine before because you're you're going to regret it after you get your hip replaced. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think that is very important because we've been trying to, uh, whenever we do breaking bones, uh, everyone says the last option is surgery, but you should also consider the last option is not doing something to mask the pain, right. and, and then, then you have to do it for a long time. Here's what studies also show. If you're on chronic pain, if you have, I don't know, back pain, hip pain, whatever it is, yeah. and you're on pain medicine, it's going to help you for the, in the beginning, yes. After your body gets used to it, your pain is going to be the exact same pain it was before you start taking right. the medicine. And studies show that. Studies show people who are on chronic pain medicine have the same exact pain as they did before. Yeah. But now if they stop the pain medicine, they're going to be even more miserable because their body is used to it. So chronic pain medicine, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not a pain manager doctor, right. but I think it's a last resort for, we've done everything in the world for whatever this pain is, and for some reason you're still having pain. Now you do it, but it is not something you just throw out willy-nilly. Here, start pain medicine exactly. when there's something that can fix the problem. Yeah, really, got to be very cautious. All right, now the the college football world. Let's at least throw this out there. Um, Travion Henderson, the Ohio State Buckeyes are in the college football playoff, even though they got paddled by the Michigan Wolverines. They are in the college football playoff. Well, one of their guys, Travion Henderson, was a guy that they were hoping would be available, and he had been on and off in terms of health. They didn't have him towards the end of the year. Anyway, he is now pulled out of the college football playoff. He is not going to play for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He has chosen surgery, and I feel like it's a, a smart move on his part because he's got to be thinking about his future. But here's what he told the Columbus Dispatch earlier uh, this week when he decided that he was going to be uh, you know, electing surgery. Injured his foot back in against uh, in September against Toledo, mid-September, Doc. He said that he had been battling the injury ever since and that he tweeted once before that he had a fracture and a torn ligament. 
in his foot. And then he tweeted out this week, as much as I wanted to finish out the season with my brothers, I know God has bigger and better plans for me. Always light at the end of the tunnel. So he ended up electing surgery. Yeah. Uh, um, another vague. I know. <laughs> but you know what? It does say fracture and torn ligament. Yeah. So what what can we And be? they're never going to tell you anything more than they now, have to. Fracture, torn ligament can be a Liz Frank. That happens a lot. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it because he's been playing the whole year. So I doubt mm-hmm. it's a Liz Frank injury because mm-hmm. you get a fracture, torn ligament. Um, now, the other thing that I think about is possibly a fifth metatarsal avulsion fracture. The fifth metatarsal base is that little bump you have on the outside of your foot, okay? The tendon attaches to it. A lot of times you get an avulsion fracture there. Right. And you can split that tendon too. And that can be something that you can try to play on if need be. Um, not that it's recommended, but you can if it's non-displaced or it's a small fracture. I'm thinking that's the issue mm-hmm. if I had to guess. Normally for that, you put a screw in it and you could debride the tendon and uh, and it heals. So if I had to kind of guess my way around it, that's the, what I would be thinking. Besides Liz Frank, which I don't think it sounds like it because he's been playing throughout the year. Right. And then another one uh, from the NFL, which I thought, you know, this dude, he may go down as one of the, uh, you know, the tough guys of 2022, Trey Hendrickson uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals, broken wrist. Mm-hmm. He's out for a few weeks now, but he played the fourth quarter with the injury. So that means he wow. is a tough mother. Okay. <laughs> and so that is, uh, I don't know how serious it was, but when you're talking about a broken wrist, a, a pass rusher, right? Okay, a guy who's trying to. Uh, how did he play? I don't know. He probably played paid with a played with a lot of pain. That's wow. And they might have done you know some kind of quick soft cast on it to get him back out there. Yeah, not knowing, but anyway, it, I have wrist. to assume you know all these stadiums have X-rays machines, mm-hmm. and I have to assume they got an X-ray. And it didn't really show up. It didn't show much, and they got a. They did kind of redid an X-ray later, and they showed a, maybe a hairline fracture that they didn't notice the first right. time. That's I'm kind of guessing here, and that's how we get. Because if it's an obvious fracture, he's not playing, right? If it's an exactly. obvious, hey, look at this thing; it's broken. If it's a hairline fracture that you're not noticing at first, and then maybe notice on the second set of X-rays, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, and, and so I, I just know that you're talking about like I always think of Leon, big offensive lineman. He was known for the Cersei punch, and because his he needed to extend his hands, boom, and he'd punch him right in the chest. The Pass rusher is trying to three point stance, get off, and use his hand right. to hit that offensive lineman, and that will that will bring you to your knees you know, if you I have mean, a broken bone. I don't know how he how he did it, but yeah. And then one more, Tyler Boyd with a dislocated finger. We talk about yeah. same thing. Yeah, he's a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. So both of these he guys, played, he played the game. Yeah, after. but he ended up coming out after this was yeah. the first series. Man, they threw they they targeted him. Burrow throws it to him. Apparently, uh, uh, dislocates his finger, comes yeah. off the field, and doesn't return. Yeah. And he's going to be out for a week or two. Yeah, I mean, you pop that back in, you put some lidocaine, pop it back in. You can play, in theory, uh, the, and you buddy tape it. The problem is it's going to hurt like a son of a gun. And you can't – once you dislocate your finger, you lose immediate motion, right? You mm-hmm. can't squeeze anymore. And as a wide receiver, you got to be able to catch that ball and squeeze and hold, exactly. and hold it tight. People are swiping at it. you got to be able to grip it. So it's going to be very tough. It, you know – if he was like a lineman, mm-hmm. he maybe could have played because you don't necessarily have to grab. True. I mean, you do have to kind of grab, but you can hit and, and, and use the other hand to grab and pull down or just uh, swim past somebody. But when you're a receiver, your whole job is to grab the ball. And, and the defender's and, coming and, after and, that ball. And, the ball. and so you have to hold on for dear life. So having a finger just dislocated that has no more range of motion that can't grip anymore is going to be an issue. All right, Mike White later today, uh, they, they killed him, okay? The New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills this past week. They killed him. They tried to kill him, okay? And there's no question in my mind that you're looking at 
a guy that has broken ribs, and you've told us before, Doc, you can't shoot up that area. Right. You can't. And and they're gonna they're gonna try and come after him. He's gonna double flat jacket that those those ribs up today. Well, it's gonna be tough. You can't put a needle <laughs> in it, can you? I mean, you can just light a can up and numb it up, but it's broken. I mean, mm-hmm. he. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess you could right yeah. just numb up the whole area, but when something's fractured and you numb it up, in my opinion, all you're gonna do is possibly make something that could get worse mm-hmm. and and hide it. Yeah. Right. So. I think I don't think it's a good move, but you know these guys do crazy things. Yeah. All right, Doc. We are out of time. Uh, we have got a big ball game. Are we winning? I, Here's my opinion. I feel good don't about. Don't kill it. me. I don't think we're going to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if we won. How's yeah. that? Yeah. Because you know what it is. The Dallas Cowboys are an up down team. They play good. They play down. Uh, and and last week right. they had to come back against the Houston Texans. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Yakety yak, yak, don't come back. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't win this game. If you look on paper, our record, their record, we shouldn't win. But we're playing very well mm-hmm. when we do play well, right? Sometimes we have these up and down games. So if we do win, it, I wouldn't be shocked out of my mind. Yeah. It, it, look, Trevor had a great game this past week. Hopefully we week. win, man. I want playoffs, dude. Exactly. It could happen. Isn't you never know. Five and eight talking about playoffs. AFC South, you never, ever know. We are out. Tell them how to find us. Dr. George Barn, Instagram. You can. Uh, if you miss the show, Apple, Google, or Spotify called Breaking Bones, and you can see it on the 1010XL w- website. Yeah, just download it, listen to it later, send us a question after you listen. We appreciate it. Joe C., Dr. George Bari, kickoff show, coming up next. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.